0: Welcome to Unethical Podcasts.
1: Okay. Hey guys.
0: <laughs> hey guys. Hey,
1: <Hi>, what's up? <laughs> pretending we haven't been talking for like an hour.
0: <laughs> Long time no see. Holy shit. This one's going to be a little bit unusual for us. This one actually is in no way criminal, just to give you a heads up. No crime has been committed. And there's no argument that a crime could have been committed. This is just a story that I hadn't heard before that I read about recently and it just screamed unethical to me. So here we go, sorry if you don't like it. Unethical! Another unethical! Another that was, yes, that was what happened.
2: Unethical! And if it's screaming that at Celeste, you know, it's, it's good shit. Celeste!
0: Unethical! <laughs> my gosh, it takes me back to living at my parents' house. <laughs> they could never hear me go, what? What?
1: we always used to do that at my house too it was like my parents would yell at us go like right out, kyle and we just not answer so we had our, our room in the basement my parents would just start stomping on the floor that was their boom 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 we're like okay we're coming up jesus leave us alone that's
0: how my mom used to get my brother to come upstairs too. <laughs> the same thing stomp 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 on the floor Some it's nice to know some things are universal. Yeah. Nobody realized I existed.
2: So I was never called for ever.
0: (laughs) Oh boy. All right. Now that we're good and sad, let's get into it. Uh so you know what? People can be real fucking dickheads.
2: Uh
0: Uh-huh. Okay. But people can also be very amazing. And this story clashes the amazing people with the dickheads. And it's a tough one, but a good one so here we go i've seen
1: i've seen amazing dickheads like someone who did something so assholey that you're amazed that it even happened i've seen i've been like wow you just told that old lady she can go suck a cunt good for you and i've seen that
2: i thought like having a nice tip was the new
0: compliment (laughs) (laughs) you witnessed a human being tell an elderly woman to go suck a cunt
1: yes It's amazing, right? But it's super asshole. So I'm just saying I've seen the combo before.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's not (laughs) what we're doing.
1: Okay, keep going. Imagine this was a story about a guy who called a little lady to suck a cunt and I just blew your wad. That would be awesome.
2: Would it be? Leave the corned beef hash out of this.
0: (laughs) Okay. Down in Utah. That's right. We're back in Mormontown. There is a system of caves that is so vast and so twisty that even trying to fathom it will make your head hurt. I know. I tried. One of the entrance points to this system is called the Nutty Putty Cave, and it is located just south of Salt Lake City. So Mm. here's an interesting Mm. callback for you guys. Another case that we discussed recently took place near Salt Lake City. Who remembers what that was? Bountiful no no that was in canada you dumb fuck
1: (laughs) we talked about salt lake we did though in that episode
0: we did not no we didn't we talked about colorado briefly salt lake city yes mormons
1: josh powell
0: joshua fucking powell that is correct one of the theories about susan powell was that her body was in fact hidden in the nutty putty cave on one of josh powell's computers police found a scanned copy of a postcard and on the front of that postcard was a photo of the timpanogos cave national monument but on the back written in josh's handwriting was the following nutty putty cave in eureka south of spanish fork hole in the ground with maize and so they also found several saved images of the entrance to the Nutty Putty cave and a photo of the man who, will we, who we will be discussing in this episode. And you'll see why it's relevant. We're going to get into the story and we're going to circle back to this. Okay. Is Susan there? Let's find out.
1: <gasps> huh. I never heard of this before. I I'm like
2: terrified. It's, oh my God. Okay.
1: I'm terrified we're going into a cave that's full of Nutty Putty. You know what I'm saying?
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celeste never rolled her eyes so hard in her life, I don't think. I'm sure the listeners can hear Celeste's eye roll right now. She's She loves us, nonetheless. I do, I'm not,
0: I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Nutty Putty Cave was first explored by Dale Green in 1960. The entrance to the cave system is a narrow hole in the ground on top of Blowhole Hill in the Utah desert.
2: No, we got nutty putty caves with a. I'm sorry, I what? A hole?
1: <laughs> we're next. We're gonna fucking find the the cum crystals in the caverns. <laughs> That's what's coming next. The jizz gems.
0: <laughs> Get your ha-ha's out, okay? okay. Get them out.
1: Okay. I can see how sad this is just by Celeste not in partaking in cum talk. All right. Okay, I have a legitimate question uh before you go. 1960. That seems like it was that's pretty fucking recent to be discovered. Anyway, is it just like it way out in the bush somewhere, or is it like close to it's out,
0: it's out in the desert. Uh it's not like super far away from the major towns and cities in their surrounding area. That being said, um exploring a cave system is an incredibly dangerous feat and a lot of people just don't want to take that on until dale green discovered it in 1960 there had actually been one other gentleman who had been sort of inside the cave system and had told people about it uh this gentleman was actually trapped uh or stuck stranded out in the desert during the night when it was really cold and he found um some safety inside the entrance into the nutty putty cave that kept him warm until he could leave in the morning um it was actually full of snakes at the time so that was another reason why people didn't really want to get involved in the blowhole it was full of snakes but <laughs> <laughs> <I thought> maybe
1: <laughs> it's nice long you
0: better get that
2: those snakes out the blowhole that's not where <laughs> they belong
1: or you're gonna have a even thicker nutty putty cave you know <laughs>
2: there'll be no entrance
1: yeah (laughs) uh cream pie cavern coming up let's do this
2: exits only
1: (laughs) this is where celeste goes quiet so she knows where to edit anyways
0: (laughs) we recently had someone request that we stop talking about come so much in the show as you can see that will not be happening sorry mom so Dale Green, he spread the word about the cave to some of the outdoorsy types surrounding the area, and it became uh, a popular place first for spelunkers, for skilled, trained, lifelong people looking for a challenge, and then later just for people in general. But the cave is an intense journey. The crevices in the cave are incredibly narrow, and much of it is completely unmapped. Um, And unfortunately, people in general tend to underestimate challenges and overestimate their own abilities. So the first known um, case of somebody getting stuck was in 1999. Two 17-year-old boys named Chris Hale and Chris Merrow got stuck. They had come to the cave that July morning with some friends to find and explore the popularized section of the cave known as the Birth Canal.
1: I'm just going to say it. Uh, Getting splunked into a crevice it might get you wiped out the birth canal did I summarize that correctly
0: in the blowhole
1: <laughs> I just wanted to use all the dirty sounding words like spelunk sounds like spunk
0: <laughs> the two boys became stuck when they entered into a descending passageway that they thought was the birth canal and they came up against a dead end and they couldn't back out it's because they have kneecaps correct Moro was in the front and Hale was wedged in behind him. And so it took a team of 40 rescuers. They managed to free Hale, the one in the back, in about 13 hours, and they freed Moro in about 15 hours. And they did this by simply tugging on their legs while the boys just wriggled around furiously. And so both of these boys were okay. In 2001, two 13-year-old Boy Scouts, who had no business being in this cave, thank you, after-school activities, also got stuck. I would be in the cave, for sure. Yeah. I rest my case.
1: That's some terrifying shit. Like, seeing people actually spelunking is fucking scary. I get nervous just watching videos of this stuff. So, I would never, no fucking. Yeah, I
2: lied. I'm claustrophobic, but
0: I would be in a tree (laughs) watching from above. (laughs) Okay. You would enter a tree cave system. Oh, yeah. In the desert. In the desert. Okay. So, I'm just speculating about these two boys, but it seems like they were stuck just because they were too panicked to get themselves out. They were freed only four hours or so later, and they had no injuries or illness. But it still made headlines locally because the boys were so young. In August of 2004, a 16-year-old boy named Brock Clark got stuck in a crevice that he also thought was the birth canal, but was actually a vertical cave. He was there leading a group of Boy Scouts and got off course. Fortunately, it was not the Boy Scouts who got stuck this time.
1: Whatever happened to just molesting their Boy Scouts? Why'd I have to put them in mortal danger? Just fucking psychological. Jesus. So is a vertical
2: cave something that just goes straight down? Yeah. Oh my.
0: It's like an anthill. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of ways to move in and around the cave. And a lot of them are you descend down into the next chamber at sometimes a very steep angle, sometimes not. So. Nope.
2: Don't like that.
0: Yeah. Hard pass. So uh, Brock was stuck for 14 hours and during that 14 hours he suffered very nasty dehydration. Uh, The cave is a balmy 15 degrees and humid as hell. That's Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Don't tell me it's cold. Uh, And he also suffered circulation damage on his left side. So the following month in September of 2004, a college student named David Crowther became stuck on a visit with some friends and he was stuck for about eight hours. Uh, The rescuers managed to rescue him by just chipping rocks away to get him free and he was fine. He didn't even have any fatigue because of the other rescues involved a lot of pulling and like wriggling. His was just they chipped him out. So he wasn't even tired. He was fine. Uh, But because it was so close uh, in the timeline to when Brock got stuck, it still actually made headlines as well. Um, So rescuers typically will deal with this situation several times a year in the Nutty Putty Cave. And not all of them made headlines. So at this time, the cave was temporarily closed to the public. The locals were not in favor of the closure, but the state said that until they could ensure better safety measures, they would not be reopening it. And so the biggest proponents of the closure were the students and faculty at Brigham Young University and they frequented the caves as part of many classes. So the university was actually considering taking over operation of the cave so that it could be reopened. However, in August of 2005, about an hour away from Nutty Putty Caves, four adults tragically drowned while exploring an underwater cavern on Y Mountain nicknamed the Cave of Death.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, let's go to the Cave of Death, guys. That sounds like fun people are outrageous like why or would you do something like that and then when you get to the cave of death let's swim underwater in the cave that sounds even more fun all of us at once ready go (laughs) man before you go to these places they should have like a little information booth okay and they make you watch from start to end the descent okay and then you watch those little underwater animal creatures just kill these four Sperlunker girls and then see if you still want to go because i don't want to go and that was a movie that's not even fucking real
0: yeah well you know they're i don't know i can't tell you why i do know that this was very frequented this area there was actually a rope leading through all of the underwater sections so that people didn't get lost or stuck um didn't seem to matter though so those victims were Jay blake donner he was 24 jennifer lynn gulbraith she was 21 Scott K. McDonald, who was 28, and Ariel Singer, who was only 18. Huh. So at this time, there was a lot of talk among state officials about sealing off all the cave systems in the surrounding area. The operation of the caves was conducted under the School and Institutional Trust Lands Administration, which was a representative of the state. And so they entered into an agreement with the Timpanogos Grotto, which would serve as a cave management team. And so their role was to protect the state from liability and ensure the safety of adventurers. So in April of 2006, as part of this initiative, they gated the entrance into Blowhole Cave, Rabbit Trap Cave, and Silly Putty Cave.
1: Wait, wait, wait. They have a Silly Putty and a Nutty Putty? These are two different caves? And a Rabbit Trap?
0: Yeah. These are all sort of like different entrances into like one sort of big cave system. Okay. But like from... They're the entrances that lead into places you can't enter the rest of the cave from, like this, they get too narrow kind of thing. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Understood. So in May of 2006, they also gated the entrance into Nutty Putty Cave. So at this time, gated means the caves were open only to individuals who had demonstrable skills and knowledge to navigate the caves safely. But in September of 2007, Nutty Putty had to be closed once again because individuals were abusing the system to get in using false information.
1: What, is, what kind of information? Is there like a spelunking school? You got to get an A plus or, or you can't go to Nutty Putty? Like, what? Like, do you just need to buy rope? And you're like, I got rope. I brought rope. I know I can do this. And they're like, okay, get on through.
0: No, there's like a ton of waves to be certified as a spelunker. Really? Yeah. And you people like you can also get sort of like passports, sort of like a passport where you have like evidence that you've been to all of these different spelunking tours and things like that. And so people would just give their friends theirs. These weren't pieces of photo ID. Right. I see. So they were abusing the system to get in this way. Okay. So they're closed at this point. The locals continued to hound the state to open the cave. They would not let this go. And so instead of closing it permanently, the officials caved under the pressure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there.
0: Uh, And uh, so in order to appease the locals, the cave systems from Rabbit Trap and Silly Putty Caves were permanently sealed shut. And the only remaining entrance was the hole on top of Blowhole Hill, the entrance into the Nutty Putty Cave. This was supposed to be so that they could regulate it a little bit better
1: yeah and, and i imagine it's hard to get uh something like a natural formation like that just shut down uh for study you know what i mean like i imagine it's just really hard to shut something like that down because people want to like geologists would want to go in there and see what's going on and like uh maybe there's tests to be had of like why that formed i'm sure they had a hard time shutting it down i'm sure that was a plan to try and do a little bit earlier but like Just I'm just trying to think like to start a mine, it takes like five or six years just that's to get riches out of the ground to like plug up some sort of history or that must be crazy. It must be crazy amount of paperwork. That's all like it just must be nuts.
0: Mm -hmm. In May of 2009. That was when the cave was officially reopened after it had been closed in 2007, and they now had an online reservation system. And then this system was supposed to, people were supposed to have a certain amount of experience, they're supposed to book their time so that they know who's in the cave at all times, yada, yada, yada. So here is actually where our story begins. Our story is beginning here, but unfortunately, the story of John Jones came to an end here. It had been six months since the cave was reopened to the public when John Jones came for a spelunk at 8 p.m. on November 26, 2009. John was a devout, non-fundamentalist Mormon. He was a medical student with a pregnant wife, just one, and a little girl. He was there to explore the cave with a group of 11 friends and family members as a way to get together before Thanksgiving. So John had been a spelunker in his youth. He went with his dad and his brother quite a bit, but he had been very out of practice for several years. Inside the cave, his brother Josh wanted to find a narrow path to do some crawling and John was on board, but he was six feet tall and over 200 pounds. He was not built for that life.
1: Why are you looking for a fucking place to die? I'm looking for the place that's really small, so I have to crawl to get through, guys. Ooh, you're so cool. Like, you guys are morons, and you're almost a doctor. I'm sorry. I'm scared for this guy, and I'm not, I'm just thinking about crawling in a dark cave at eight o'clock at night. Never mind.
2: With 11 people. Anyways, I'm upset now. Good. (laughs) And isn't there like water in some of these?
0: Not in this one, not in this one. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: I was gonna say, um, if you're out of practice, like I tried to do lap swimming the other summer and I was, oh my God. I was like, hey, life lifeguard, I might drown. So watch me. Like I was a little kid, like watch me. Watch me do this so I don't die. And yeah, I only did like three and a half laps before I was like, okay, I'm just gonna float and hopefully not die and reach, (laughs) you know, until I can touch (laughs) and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, swimming is no joke. So I was like, that's why I was
0: like, yeah. For sure. Don't try to swim in these fuckers <laughs> yeah. alone. Way to double your danger.
1: Like, whatever happened to barbecue? Why don't you just have a barbecue with 11 people? Huh? Get some big T-bones, maybe a tomahawk. You know, some people love, like those tomahawk steaks. God damn, that's good. Might cost you a bit of money, but you're not fucking crawling through a cave system. You
0: target You're a You're a Mormon. Go to church. <laughs> Go hang out at church. Go pray. Or something yeah.
1: triangle triangle shaped sandwiches are all over church you don't have to bring fucking money or yes food.
2: make your
0: dang tea sandwiches they're important i agree sprouts and all they are delicious give me some bean sprouts and cucumber and cream cheese and a little sandwich mm, so fancy and delicious tea sandwich or whatever they're called whatever smoked salmon if you want to play it pay an outrageous amount to not be full Listen, I think we need to like. Okay, your your life is priceless. Go
2: spend the money on the salmon. Damn it! Don't go climbing into holes. You're damn right.
1: <laughs> I don't. I, I. What people do to get like have fun just shocks me sometimes. Like this this kind of stuff. Just because I'm terrified of it. Like I couldn't do it. And if I don't know. I. Wow. That's all. Wow. I
2: understand vices. Adrenaline i will never get i will never understand that one Me neither. we all know the mistakes i've made
0: it's like the myth <laughs> of the runner's high fuck off running does not yes. make you feel good at any point ever running is horrible i believe in santa more than i believe in runner's high same <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even running like okay you're running cool you push yourself too far, or even like you're not getting stuck in a cave. Like, mm. anyways. You're running,
2: you push yourself too far, you can stop.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like when you go too far with this, you're like, I guess that's part of it. I guess it's beyond adrenaline. I don't know. It's
2: Why do people put throw themselves off of the Niagara Falls in a barrel?
0: Why do people skydive? Accomplishments are accomplishments. You know what I mean? Some people think like, The dumbest things are an achievement like climbing Mount Everest. Everyone just agrees like that's a huge achievement. Good for you. Why? You had like a pretty good shot at fucking dying. Like so many other people have died. What have you accomplished that like thousands of tourists don't accomplish every year?
1: All that is at the end of the day, though, uh, really is this. Hey, I heard you climb Mount Everest. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Did you see any dead bodies? I sure did. Cool, man. You want a beer? Sweet. I'd ask a couple more questions. Was your Sherpa cool? And then that'd be the end of it. Like, there would, like all you're getting is a story that's not even like, unless you're writing a book or monetizing it somehow, why would you do it? Why? Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's too late. It's not like you're the first, like, yeah, you know what? Cool. Be the first person to explore this cave. Maybe you'll die, but maybe you won't. And you will actually like be able to live the rest of your life on this thing that you did. Thousands of people do this every yeah. single day yeah, you're no not thing. impressing anybody what is no. the point of risking your life in this way it makes no sense to me yeah anyway this was i don't know some family thing babe they, they all spelunk together
1: a family that spelunks together watches their child die together anyways
0: yeah well you know what you're not wrong <laughs> play <laughs> oh, stupid God, games. i hate when i'm not wrong i yeah. hate when i'm
1: not wrong i don't like when i'm not wrong
0: yeah i don't like it either so so yeah john could not fit in the same crevices that josh could fit in john was uh six feet tall 200 pounds okay big dude so he found himself a slightly wider cave that traveled downward on a slope uh that looked like a good time to him and so he crawled inside and he managed to get fairly deep into the cave but because this was this most of this cave is completely unmapped he has no point of reference here as far as we know he didn't think this was the birth canal that was heavily mapped or anything like that okay he crawls inside he gets a little ways in and suddenly he hits a steep slope that basically goes almost straight down and it gets narrower as it goes so there's mixed reports on how he became stuck exactly either he exhaled all the air from his lungs in an attempt to squeeze through the narrowest part but then got stuck when he was forced to inhale or he started shuffling backwards in order to get himself out. But because of the humidity within the cave and the uh, texture of the cave walls itself, the Nutty Putty Cave is called the Nutty Putty Cave because it's made of sort of a a clay-like kind of structure. His hands slipped out, which caused him to fall with enough force that he got himself lodged in at pretty close to like a 90 degree angle. So uh, he's stuck and his arms are both trapped under him at this point. That's too big of an ant, you guys. Tarantulas have no business in hills. okay? Yeah. If you need a metaphor, that's where we're at. <laughs> she said it, perfect. Okay. So uh, John's smaller brother, Josh, was able to get far enough into the cave that he could see John's boots, but it was so narrow that he couldn't see anything else. But he could hear and speak to the people who came in behind him in the cave. So once his family realized he was stuck, like for real, real stuck, they prayed for a little while.
1: Okay, good.
0: And then a little longer.
1: I bet you it helped.
0: And then a little longer.
1: You know what? God's probably stopped what he was doing. It was like, you know what? I'm coming down there. I got your back, brother.
2: They should have just done a rain dance and then it would have been lubricated.
1: That's what I'm talking about. You need lube in the Nutty Putty Cave or... You're going
2: to get stuck in the birth canal.
1: In the birth canal. <laughs> that birth canal was not dilated today.
2: If you have kneecaps, don't go in there. You will never make it out.
1: Oh, I feel bad because this guy's a victim. and I should be making fun of him, but I hate that he did this as a hobby. So I don't know.
2: I don't think we're making fun of him. We're making fun of the aspect.
1: No, I'm making fun of him. Okay. <laughs> I am, and I know I am, and I shouldn't, but I mean, uh, my God, man. Pick up knitting like every other hipster does these days, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make the gnome, people. Yes. Yes, God. get yourself a hobby. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah, so anyway, they play- they prayed for a little bit more. And then uh, finally at 9.30, they called the police. So over the next 24 hours, a frantic rescue mission was underway. A number of methods were tried to get him unstuck while they brought in the equipment that they would need, sort of last case, worst case scenario kind of thing to rescue him. But it had to be brought into the narrow cave a piece at a time and it took hours Uh, During this time, they didn't really have any luck getting him out, so they had finally rigged up a system of ropes and pulleys to lift John out of the crevice. John had been hanging upside down for hours. His legs had no circulation and no pulse. But they had feeling, and they hurt like fuck.
1: Oh, God. Being flipped upside down, you could die of doing that. You could just all blood rush your head for too long. You could just die like a lanyard for example like say you are working on a heights and then you fall off you have only a certain amount of time before you can actually like physically die like you're ugh, being upside down is bad for that okay. long too so,
2: so they have to work quickly
0: yeah they work do quickly or his brain is gonna explode basically. quickly but here's the problem his legs hurt like hell and so when they went to lift him up He was in absolute agony and the shock could have killed him if they just tried to yank him out of there. Uh. And so they had to do it a little bit at a time through his screams of agony. And finally, John's head is free of the narrow chamber. He can see his rescuer behind him. Mama, mama. (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) crowning. He's breach, okay? This is a problem.
1: (laughs) Oh fuck. Oh,
0: that's the goal! Oh, that's the goal.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay, just wait. It's coming. We need a goddamn bell. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Catong cowbells.
2: (laughs) Catong. Uh
0: okay, so John is free. He looks behind him. He sees Ryan's shirt. Ryan is an amazing human being. Ryan has been with him for hours he's been talking to him about his family he's been keeping him out of delirium and hysteria he hasn't had anything to drink it's humid as hell in the cave uh he actually arranged for a sound box to be brought down into the cave so that John could talk to his wife Emily and uh that was a very emotional conversation they talked about their daughter Ryan has a huge bush Ryan has a huge huge bush
1: yeah don't do that for me if I'm ever stuck in a cave just just let me die don't let me talk to my wife and stuff
0: I have bad news (gasps) sorry so uh Ryan rushes to give John some Gatorade to try to keep things in check for a little while while they're figuring out how to get him out okay because he's still down there his head's just free so they go to pull again to get him out a little bit further and wouldn't you know it one of the anchors of the pulley system gives way And the sound of Ryan's screaming echoed through the cave. (gasps) Oh, no. Because of the structure, because it was clay, it was pulled out by the weight of John and brought down with such force that it struck Ryan and he blacked out. Ryan woke up several minutes later in a pool of his own blood. His tongue had been severed nearly in half and he had been badly bludgeoned
1: oh my god oh we didn't need this to be a crime for it to be horrific good thanks celeste that's awesome
0: you'll see why we're here in a minute yeah, oh my wow. god
1: so okay let me let me understand this a little bit better before you go so the weight of uh john pulls down the the pulley and the pulley comes down and smacks him in the head is that what it was like the max the-
0: his helper ryan the rescuer yeah
1: yeah that's what i'm saying sorry yeah, he smacked him in the like in the head, like on the side of the head, face in the
0: mouth. In the, in the mouth. mouth. It came oh, down because it's down with John and the anchor comes loose, comes down past Ryan. Boom.
1: Oh God. Cuts
0: his tongue nearly in half, knocks okay. him right out. I
1: understand better. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. I'm with you so far.
0: Yeah. So Ryan had to leave, of course. And he was replaced in the crevice by his own fucking father. Oh. Ryan's father came down to replace him in the cave he couldn't even take his son to the hospital or make sure he's okay because he's got to be there for john so his dad another huge bush gentleman is down in the hole with john now okay okay so the pulley system has failed john has dropped straight back down unable to stop himself because of severe muscle weakness and he might even be further in than before
1: I I got a quick question. Who's making this pulley system? Like, is this their family doing this to try and save them?
0: Uh, No, this is the the team of rescuers that have put this together.
1: Do do you know, and maybe this is just my side, my actual job talking, but like, do you know if there's lots of mines there? Like, was this a mine rescue team? You know, no, this wasn't a, they would have been so far, so much better off with a bunch of guys that do this for all the time right like
0: oh. that know how to crawl in and out of tiny holes well this was a cave rescue team just not for mining there isn't like oh. as far as i know this isn't a mining area
1: yeah i i don't know i, I don't know I, I have no clue about utah and whatever i'm just curious because like these guys if, if they have cave rescue people, all the better. I was just hoping it wasn't like the fire department from the town over. You know what I mean? Those guys no. are like, yeah, 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 okay.
0: Yeah, no, these are specifically trained for mountain sort of rescue missions, mountain and desert, and they're I specifically gotcha. trained. They're they're good, for sure. They're qualified. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. So that, that didn't fail because somebody didn't know what the fuck they were doing. It's no. just because of the nature of the rock or the clay, I guess.
0: There was really nowhere to anchor it. And so this gotcha. is just, it is what it is. Okay, so he is now stuck in the hole, possibly even further down than he was before. It would be hours before a new system could be rigged up, and all of the rescuers were now getting sick from the combination of the heat and all the debris that's being kicked up in the cave. So John's hanging in the hole, and he starts asking about Ryan. He wants to know if he'll be okay. He's worried about how badly Ryan had been injured. Ryan had to tell him that he was leaving with a mouthful of blood and half a tongue. He could hear something really bad had just happened and so now he's scared for ryan and he's scared for himself
1: did they find his tongue do you know or did he have the rest of his tongue? did he go up like in a a napkin oh it was still still attached but just half off okay
2: yeah i wonder if he accidentally like bit
0: down like if he was just hit so hard in the bottom jaw well he doesn't know nobody really knows he blacked out so yeah yeah So uh, John's asking about Ryan. David is trying to calm him down. He's saying, Ryan's going to be okay, bud. Let's just worry about you. Uh, And then John stopped making sense when he was talking. He started asking the rescuers, why did you put me here? He started babbling about how, I'm sorry, I'm so fat. If I wasn't so fat, I wouldn't be stuck. Um, and so he's not there, he's breaking into delirium, he's getting a little bit hysterical, and so they try to bring the, the, the box down to talk to his family, hoping that Emily could get him focused and back. Um, and so Emily's talking to him, and she says, I'm going to pray for you now, John. Emily is praying out loud, and when the prayer is over, John stops responding. He's not responding anymore.
1: Oh... So when God was like, I'm gonna go down there and help them out, he just grabbed John. Good for him.
0: Yeah, I feel like talking to
2: my family would make it worse. Like I would just start apologizing if I could. Well, that's what
1: I said. Never Not for m- being if-
2: in the situation I'm in, but for missing. I'm gonna miss forever from here on out. You know, that's what I'd be apologizing for. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to talk to them either. Fuck that. <laughs> just let me die.
0: When you're hanging upside down, the heart has to work quadruple time to keep blood from settling in your brain so it'll never stop providing the blood in order for you to stay alive but moving it away takes a lot of work and his heart had had enough (laughs) can you guys see why i'm doing this one now i like fuck anyway okay so despite being a healthy man in his mid-20s and the hope that the gatorade that they'd given him would stave off dehydration to give him a little more time John died of cardiac arrest right there in that hole, and this, to this day, is where he still is.
1: They never got him out.
0: No, he's still there. Oh man. And. Oh god, even I'm gonna. I'm only been here for five minutes, and I'm already gonna cry.
2: Oh god, and and. So the worst part for me is uh, the last thing he got to hear was his wife's voice. I imagine because his brain was still there, his heart wasn't.
1: I, I feel bad for this guy um, in a way that, like, it's not okay. I'm going to just be honest right now. I, you shouldn't be fucking crawling in little holes. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I hate that. It bothers me. Okay. But I do feel bad that they, they couldn't get you out and get you a proper burial and get some, uh, fuck, you had to be down there. And that's where you let, that's where you rest in the nutty putty cave, like, for fuck's sakes.
0: So uh, after the incident, the entrance to the cave where john rests was sealed off they oh, okay. sealed it off um it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter anyway so they sealed off the, that part of the cave and then they sealed off the only entrance into the nutty putty cave and no one has stepped foot in there in 11 years and i mean no one the nutty putty cave entrances were destroyed with explosives and sealed with 30 meters of concrete so the point here Susan Powell is not in the cave. It is impossible. So. Yeah. Here is where things get shitty and here is the reason that I wanted to talk about this. Today. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no. things, it things gets been worse.
1: Been shitty for a while <laughs> Celeste. Oh, for run. me. <laughs> um, this is where it gets shitty. Oh, okay. Then you're... they molested the dead body. Oh, thanks Celeste for fuck's sakes.
0: Oh god. <laughs> Okay, well, here's where things start to make you lose a little bit of your faith in anything that you may have faith in. It took less than five years for the people to demand that it be reopened. Five fucking years. The same people who demanded that it be reopened after more than half a dozen people we're trapped and were lucky to be freed are now demanding that it be reopened again when someone died six months after it reopened the first time. And so yes. I wanted to do this episode for all of the people out there who fail to see a tragic mistake and instead see an inconvenience. Mm. Is your need for confined spaces not sufficiently fulfilled by having your head that far up your ass?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple. <laughs> Isn't things.
2: that confined enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: There's there's a lot of things you can do to get off this way. If this is how you get off, uh, get a job at a funeral home. Sit in the coffins. Close it up all mm. night long. You know, you could even get a yep. little talk box and talk to your wife all night long. You can do that.
0: Mate, uh, you can buy your own fucking coffin off Amazon. Just buy one off Amazon and put it in your beat in your shed and just. You don't,
1: you don't even have to buy a coffin. Yep. We'll just buy
0: three, four
1: pieces of plywood and some two by fours. <laughs>
0: you could just we'll make you one we'll start we'll start manufacturing unethical coffins okay (laughs) you can have (laughs) you fuckheads
1: get under your bed get under your bed let the sheet drape over the side where you got underneath and pretend you're stuck okay
2: (laughs) devil's advocate though a coffin for a six foot 200 pound dude is expensive Mm. i'm gonna say it and
1: i didn't want to say it but you forced me into it the nutty putty cave fit him pretty good anyways uh too soon okay the girls don't like that joke all right um uh, oh. <laughs> it was free um
2: yeah it was free that was
1: where
0: <laughs> i was going yeah yeah his wife was like thank fuck i don't have to spend the funeral insurance <laughs> oh,
2: could you God. imagine though watching your loved one get buried in fucking cement
1: no, nah. no, it's. I can't up.
2: even imagine. Oh, and not to mention the explosives and first.
1: Celeste said yeah. Celeste earlier in the show said that we couldn't really uh, call this a crime. A, a crime has happened, and I I kind of disagree. I think the, the state should have shut that down way earlier, and they should be held liable for this shit because they they had. Uh, ample opportunity to see how dangerous it was for everyone. And What you could do is you could put in uh, all sorts of different things. You don't have to cement it down. You could put it so it's like fucking turnstiles and like hard to get in, you know, harder than just like, here's a passport. I I don't know. I'm just saying that there's, maybe it's not a crime because it's not on the books as a crime, but in my opinion, it's a crime that the state let that open and then reopened Mm. after all the tragedy and then now if they had did they are i bet you're getting there but did they actually open it up again like if they actually cave is still
0: closed and it's going to remain closed for the foreseeable future but there is no guarantee that it won't ever be opened up again at which point maybe the body will be able to be removed i don't know but Mm. you know do you
1: know sorry do you know if there's more than just john's body in the caves dead somewhere like i imagine like some sort of ancient stuff would be down there but i mean anybody in recent enough history or is it just john that's gotten stuck and wedged down there
0: no and here's the thing and this is this is the argument brought up all the time that i don't agree with but somebody drowns in a national park they don't close the park yeah um That being said, you know, it's not you don't go there to get into a situation where you have a really good chance of dying. So it's not exactly the same Mm -hmm. thing. And this cave has been around and explored since 1960. It's had maybe 20 close calls in its history and it's had tens of thousands of visitors. And, you know, there is an argument. John was just your average idiot doing something stupid and he fucked up. But at the same time, how many average idiots need to die? I
2: don't know I'm an like... average
0: idiot. I don't want to die, but I'll go looking for little holes to crawl but in. That's
1: that's true. Yeah, that's true. Right. But I do
2: climb big trees. Yeah, huge trees.
1: And if okay, can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? If you would die, if you climbed a, a big like fucking redwood, okay, you got up to the middle of the tree and you're like this is so much fun and then you fell and died would you be pissed that you climbed that tree like in the afterlife or whatever or would you be like i died doing what i loved
0: hmm. Yeah, i'd probably morph into that tree yeah, yeah. it's different yeah. this isn't something this isn't like john dying doing what he loves i mean john right. Yeah. john loved his wife and john loved his daughter and john loved studying to be a doctor um but john you know, he's there with his family, with his brother, with his dad, who they'd all gone spelunking together. And, you know, maybe he was just doing it because he didn't want to look like a pussy in front of his dad and his mm-hmm. brother. It's any number of different factors yeah. that can explain it. John wasn't a stupid guy. He's in medical school. He's obviously smart. Whatever motivated him to, motivated him to do this. It wasn't just, um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah it wasn't just it wasn't being, being an, an idiot, idiot
1: for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's like you, you get into things and you just get sucked right into it. And sometimes I agree with what you said at the beginning. Uh, things look easier than they are. And then you you think you're better than you are. You know what I mean? So you, those two combination mm-hmm. go together. It's dangerous, right? Nine people every year die at the Grand Canyon and they don't shut that shit down. So there's an argument to be made there. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with that argument a bit now that you say it like that. Like, so many people die doing the things that are like what it normalized but it's not getting squeezed in in a fucking thing of clay so that's a little bit more scary but the end result is the same right like falling down the edge of the fucking grand canyon is horrible in a way but it's not it doesn't sound as horrible as getting crushed by a fucking cave system so
2: but who thinks that an experience is going to kill you like that guy that um got his arm trapped while climbing yeah. and he was a skilled climber. I James mean, he... Franco, right? James Franco. Yeah. James Franco. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> but I, it was a real guy. <laughs> 148 hours or something like yeah. that.
0: 127.
2: Oh, thank you. I, I don't know. I learned about him in
0: a psych class about ambition. I actually um, almost wrote that for this thing. Like in one of the earlier drafts of the podcast, not when it was unethical, but it was yeah, one of yeah. the things that I wrote. Oh yeah. Ambition yeah. will fucking take you places. I promise you. He was a cocky asshole. I have no sympathy for him. You don't go out into the fucking desert and tell nobody where you're going. Fuck off. Well,
2: yeah, but he was experienced, you know, and had like all the tools he needed, but didn't think he'd be fucking crushed by
1: a rock. That's that's why he's a cocky asshole, because he is experienced. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: He wasn't prepared. He didn't have the tools he needed. He had a Swiss army knife that he pulled out of his car because he forgot his pack at home. He had one bottle of water. He wasn't prepared. He was just a cocky Mm -hmm. asshole, Um, which again, How many cocky assholes need to have their right to go do this stuff for, you know what? It's a little bit, if his body wasn't in there, this wouldn't have upset me so much. But not only are you demanding to let people back in just like you did in the first place and then it reopened and oh my gosh, something freaking horrible happened. Who could have seen that coming? Mm -hmm. But now this is a man's resting place. Leave it the fuck alone. There are other caves where there, that is not the eternal resting place of a father and a husband yeah fuck off okay
1: just yeah like running through a crypt is creepy as fuck you know it's basically a a tomb now right so yeah there's that element to it too that i wasn't even really considering uh but i don't know it's scary fuck i can't imagine dying that way fuck it's so bad so uh, is there more to this because i have a couple questions that i don't want to like blow your wad on this no is is
2: you just keep saying that
1: well i don't know it's just the way (laughs) it's just the way i described it the once and now it's it's stuck with me so here's my question how's ryan in his tongue
0: ryan's okay but he never really recovered from it i mean mental scars last forever yeah he questions every day what he could have done differently to save him
2: yeah for instance duck Oh, a
1: goal! all right
2: <laughs> i had to make a joke y'all i, I cried on this episode and i'm crying
1: oh it was a sad one for sure that's uh i i
2: no but i don't care if someone's a dickhead or not like they don't deserve these crazy circumstances like so what have empathy man
1: i do have empathy and i feel bad for this guy like i said in a lot of ways
2: I meant the listeners, but you know,
1: <laughs> I thought you be. I was like, Jesus Christ. I thought I said, I kind of felt bad, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, just try and be safer. I guess I can't tell people uh, not to do crazy shit. Cause we've all done crazy shit and whatever you feel comfortable with, but like maybe whenever you feel comfortable with something, maybe this is the thing, just say like, I'm super comfortable with this and then just double prepare, even though you're comfortable. I don't know. I don't know what to like, Glean from this, except for like don't climb into mm. little holes, but people are gonna do that anyway. So
2: when there's a danger sign in front of something, don't pass that sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume there was warning signs. Yes, no, yes,
0: no. If there's what? anything,
2: <laughs> oh my god,
0: if there's anything to take away from this episode, or at least the thing that I would like people to take away from this episode, it's to consider that. This situation might not be dangerous for you. And if you're the one of those people that are demanding that this cave be reopened because you know that you'll be fine. There are a lot of people who are going to go there and they're not going to be fine. They're going to get stuck. They're going to get trapped. And most of them probably won't die. But eventually someone else will. And do you really want to be the person that pushed for it to be reopened so someone could die? or even have just a close call still not cool there are other things to do there are other Mm -hmm. caves in the world how about you find a cave system that's built from some nice sturdy rock so that if someone does get stuck the anchor is not going to fly off and you're the people who have to go there because they're good people they choose to rescue people for a living they're risking their lives ryan could have died easily Mm -hmm could have died from this do you want to be responsible for a rescuer dying because of this
1: do you know how many people were there ret- trying to rescue him do you know um, do you have any idea
0: i think in total it was about 120 people coming oh away.
1: wow that's not i guess it's how long over how long of a time
0: the team of rescuers i believe was about 40 people the rest of it was just sort of people who are volunteering their time to help get the equipment yeah, in yeah. and things like that and but do
1: family. you know like was this like a 10 Jesus hour ordeal Christ.
0: Twenty
2: oh god six hours that's so but you like you think about that that's only one man you know what i mean that's 26 hours for one man 26 times mm. however many men and man hours and women were out yeah. there helping yeah. um plus the tax dollars you know that probably went into the rescuers having a pay you know. 28
0: 28 hours wow
1: it's uh, all that's mind-boggling like imagine being in distress for 28 hours 27 hours or whatever right like Oh my God, that is like, would you want to survive? Would you want to come out with that trauma after? Like, I don't know. Uh, Yes, Imagine just being
0: upside down for an hour. Well, his legs never would have recovered from not having circulation for that long.
1: No, for sure. He may have
0: lost them completely. In fact, they said that the only way to get him out would have been to break them. And that a lot of the rescuers actually really regret not breaking his legs right away. Yeah. Because they could have gotten him out that way but by the time that there was no other options, the shock would have killed him for sure. Yeah.
2: You
1: just mm-hmm. need to get Kathy Bates there making decisions.
0: Yeah. oh, Kathy Bates in misery.
1: Oh. Yeah. Hobble him. Ooh. You got to hobble him oh, to boy. get him out. They're like, "What? relax there, Kathy Bates. I'm like, come on, I'm telling you. And then nobody listened to Kathy Bates. She's like, yeah. see, see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel bad for John, but I feel worse for the rescuers. They were down there for a long time. They were sick mm-hmm. from the heat, from this, from the, debris from the stress. Ryan was very badly hurt. He could have died. David stayed with this stranger knowing that his son, you know, is gushing blood from the face and not really knowing what's wrong with him. And, you know, the rescuers, when their shift was up, they had to go home and they didn't know they, they did their best, but they didn't know if this guy was going to get out. They had to wonder if maybe I, if maybe if I was there all, you know, all these people, they have to question mm-hmm for the rest of their lives what they could have done differently to save this guy because they are the type of people that got into this because they genuinely care yeah Yeah. and this this story sucks and and if it weren't for the fact that people want it reopened it wouldn't be on this show but it is and you know who you know who's on this show pieces of shit that's why you're here congratulations
2: welcome aboard the unethical starship
1: and if somebody out there Mm -hmm. uh if somebody (laughs) <laughs> somebody out there is p- uh, petitioning like listening to the show and like hey you don't know the whole story about this nutty putty there's lots of safe places to go uh, fucking message us on the facebook group or something i i'm interested to see someone's rationale why this is okay
0: hey guys thanks so much for listening Head on over to our Facebook and Instagram to join in on the conversations about all things unethical. Just search unethical podcast. You can also find us on Patreon where you can get access to all of our super awesome content, uncut videos of our discussions and early release of all the episodes. We are adding fun stuff all the time so you should definitely come and check it out. Thanks again. We appreciate all of you.
1: Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, yeah. Shimmy, yeah. Baby, I got your money. Hey, dirty.